Welcome to Season 3 of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca. We're here to talk the four major American sports leagues. Your favorite sports show on CMRU.ca, hosted by Terrell, Taylor, Clayton, and Will. Hello everybody, welcome to the Armchair Athletes with Clayton, Terrell, Taylor, and Will. As you guys have seen on our social media pages, we're giving away two t-shirts, Armchair Athletes branded t-shirts. We're giving away two? Yeah. Yeah. To you and a friend. Oh, right. You and a friend. I see two friends with the t-shirts on and they look very nice. Let me tell you, I don't know if I've ever wore a more comfortable shirt in my life. I gotta say, it fits quite well. It It does. does. It it is. It's soft too. It's very nice material. Of course, I mean, what else could you expect from the armchair athletes? We excel. um, Maybe I'll just give run the gauntlet here right now while we're at it. Why not? Instagram, where the giveaway is currently happening, it is at the armchair athletes. Uh, TikTok at armchair athletes and Twitter at chair athletes. We have a new Twitter admin, by the way, Terrell being given the duties of the Twitter account. Yeah, um, I will say I had got I was checking I got one new follower. It is a bot account, uh, Maxine Nichols. So shout it's out. Okay, to one new follower wh- is one. New shout follower. out to whoever that is, that robot person. Um, but yeah, and our YouTube at the Armchair Athletes one ninety six. We hope to keep this episode under one hundred and ninety six minutes today. Hey. I really hope so. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Murray Yates for sponsoring the t-shirts that we're doing for the giveaway and Shout that out were to Murray. given to yeah. us. Um, Beauty. Otherwise known as my dad, so thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, so I think we'll do NFL here to start off. Oh, yeah. We did our Super Bowl picks last week, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, and then we're going to save all the prediction stuff for this week. So that's what we got this week. Um, I don't know where do we want to start. Um, I also have uh, predictions for who I think will be MVP on each side of the ball. Yeah. Before I forget to say this because I didn't have it written okay. down, but I was thinking about it a lot. Kyle Shanahan's legacy is on the line in this game. When you think about it, uh, he was a part of that collapse that the Falcons had against the Patriots mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. Then he coached the 49ers to a Super Bowl loss against the Chiefs believe Super Bowl 54 it was if he goes 0-3 in the Super Bowl I, th- I think his legacy is on the line I think his reputation's on the line in this game and that's not to say that I don't think he's a good coach or not but man going 0-3 in the Super Bowl I think his I think there's a lot on the line for him mm-hmm. starting to look a lot like Doc Rivers out there oh <laughs> I mean yeah record wise I think Kyle Shanahan's had much more of an impact on the game outside of just this playoff record you see a lot of people talk about like the Shanahan offense um, and he kind of revolutionized the game through that way. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is kind of – he's going to get that playoff choker label. Like, it's going to happen. Um, if, if Lamar Jackson gets it, he gets it, I think. It's – yeah. Like – and, you know, I say I said this last week, and I'll say it again this week, how many guys are playoff risers? There aren't that many. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in terms of that for coaches, the only, like, playoff riser is maybe – Bill Belichick because how many coaches exceed expectations more than anyone else so I don't know um as as I was sitting here and thinking about the picks you made last week I was like <clears throat> I guess we haven't set our picks yeah yet. do we want to we can go through that our picks yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay 
I thought we did, but my pick is San Francisco. I have the Chiefs, and I'll explain it a little bit afterwards. I'll let you guys go first. San Fran. Only reason why is because I don't want Mahomes to win another one this quickly. Yeah, I got San Fran as well. So I was like, as in the in the week uh, following our last show after we made our picks, I was like, I don't know, man. I think the 49ers might pull this one out. And then I was like, but I also don't want to be – I don't want everyone to have picked the 49ers on this show, yeah. so I got to stick with the Chiefs. I think I got to stick it out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers won it. I was just like thinking like it took – so much from the Ravens making mistakes for the Chiefs to win, and I don't know if the 49ers are going to be making those same mistakes that the Ravens did. So You talk about those mistakes, so how much credit do you have to give though to that Chiefs defense, which oh, has been huge this year. And I think it, like it's been good all throughout the playoffs, really, too. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco's defense, they've looked a bit shaky at times. I didn't think they were that great against Green Bay. I didn't think they were great against the Lions until the second half. I mm-hmm. thought they played well. But... If they have another stinker here against the Chiefs, I don't think it's going to be a close game again. Yeah, no. Only thing I think is going to this is going to be the toughest challenge for the Chiefs defense because this is the most weapons they've played for mm-hmm. sure. By Joe far. Tooney's out too. Yeah, there's Joe mm. Tooney and Jeremy Kinnon was maybe going to come back, but no, I'm pretty sure he's been ruled out for the week. It so. is, but don't get me. And that's a great point too. But they've also played three very good offenses mm-hmm. too. They, yeah, they I just took think down, this is the most. They took down one. Miami. Uh, they took down Buffalo. They took down the Ravens. So. Mm-hmm. But it is by far the most star-studded. There's how many weapons on that offense, as you yeah. said. So, Yeah, uh, like I have it, and we might as well just go right into this discussion about it because the first point I have here is kind of what you're saying is how confident uh, are you in the 49ers? I mean, at this point, it's really both teams, but we'll just talk about the 49ers first. How confident are you? Because, I mean, they barely just inched by the Packers. Same kind of same thing with the Lions, although that was a comeback and it was pretty impressive. Um, but Mahomes just isn't going to allow the same margin of error that you get with uh, Jared Goff and Jordan Love. Uh, he's not going to make the same mistakes, and he is going to punish you. Um, and I feel like if they go down early like they did against the Lions, I have a hard time believing that the Chiefs uh, would allow them back in like the Lions did because that defense is just too good. I agree with that one. Um, and then... I forgot okay. what I was going to say. No, that's okay. We'll stick, we'll stick with the 49ers because I think uh, maybe the biggest matchup of this game is going to be uh, Fred Warner on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, before the Ravens game how um, Kyle Hamilton and Travis Kelsey is going to be a big matchup. Um, and then obviously Kyle Hamilton played very well, but Travis Kelsey just kind of went back to his old ways and was fantastic regardless. So I think, honestly, if – Fred Warner can shut down Kelsey. I have a hard time believing the Chiefs' offense are going to have anything going through the air. I just have like no faith in their receivers. I think I think Rasheed Rice can play well, and Rasheed the Rice, other yeah. one that has played very well throughout the playoffs is Isaiah yes. Pacheco. Oh, I, yeah, Pacheco. I like I said, uh, it's the receivers that I have issue with. I think Pacheco is very good. I think he's probably the second best weapon on that offense. Yeah, I mean, not counting Mahomes, obviously behind Kelsey. Um, and yeah, I think. Like uh, Will mentioned, Tooney being out is going to be big for them just because, I don't know, that's going to really hinder their ability to run the ball, I think. Um, and that's kind of something that the Chiefs have been uh, leaning on down the stretch and now into the playoffs is their ability to run the ball. Uh, and at the same time, this San Francisco's 49ers run defense isn't, like, spectacular. And I feel like especially the interior of that defensive line isn't the best. Um, 
So maybe the Chiefs will be able to run all over him. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of you know beaten this point to death that we didn't really want <laughs> either of these teams in the playoffs. But it's going to be a good game, even though I'm not a big fan of either team. It'll be good football. It will, and whoever wins the Super Bowl is a legit winner, yeah. in my opinion. I think the 49ers are due at some point to win one. They've come close in the past. We'll see if this is the year for them. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think Kelsey kind of just goes off in this game. I don't think Fred Warner. I hope so. I mean, I really hope so. I think he, in this last three weeks, has shown that he's still really good. Obviously, Mm -hmm. he had a down year. Yeah. To anybody else's standards, this would be a very good year. But um, I don't know. I just – I think it could be a shootout. Low key. I hope so. I I enjoy high scoring. I just don't want to see, like, a 14-10 field goal. Yeah. Like – or 13-10 field goal. I, I want to see, like, a big game. I think there's a chance that it could be. I think both defenses are good, but compared to the offenses, yeah, I don't know. And like we said earlier, I don't know if San Francisco's defense has been as good in the past little while here as they were in the regular season. But They've been mm-hmm. facing their run a lot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they just they has, don't yeah. do well. Has no. not been the best. No. no. And uh, Pacheco's, like you guys said, has been really, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So... Both offenses have their weapons, that, and both defenses have their weaknesses. So it could yeah. be a, could be a shootout. I think it honestly could go either way because I think there's a chance that, like I said, with the Chiefs receivers, that they don't really get much going on offense. And I think on the other side of the ball, it's that the Chiefs defense is so dominant that the 49ers can't really get much going. Um, and as much as it could be a shootout, just because you know it is the 49ers with all their weapons and it is the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, I would not be shocked if it did end up being a lower scoring game. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, I really hope it's not. I want to see, you know, as a fan of football, I like seeing points put up on the board. I like touchdowns, generally speaking. So hopefully there's a lot of those in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other thing is, back on the other side of the ball, we're talking about uh, the 49ers offense. There's just a lot of pieces there. Um, I am a little worried about the Chiefs linebacking core. I don't know if it's the best, uh, and I don't know if I trust them to run with really anyone on that uh, 49ers offense. But at the same time, the 49ers offensive line, outside of Trent Williams, of course, is, I was going to say not good. It's bad. It is definitely a negative for them. And Chris Jones has just been a force this playoffs. So if, I mean, if anyone's going to affect the outcome of the game on the Chiefs' side of the ball on defense, it's going to be Chris Jones going against that interior offensive line. Or maybe they shift him out to the edge to go against um, the tackle opposite of Trent Williams. I don't know. Either way, I think Chris Jones has a has a huge game, and I think he potentially has the the ability to completely change the outcome. Because I think between Mahomes uh, and Purdy, I think Mahomes is uh, more used to the pressure, both in terms of playoffs and literally the pressure that he gets from defenses. Um, And maybe Purdy gets a little bit shaken. I don't know. Um, I just think both of these offensive lines are not that good. Their tackles, obviously, like I said, excluding Trent Williams, are not that good. So it could just be like the kind of massacre we saw of the Chiefs with um, when they played Tampa Bay in Super Bowl because – the offensive line was terrible, and Mahomes was running for his life. Um, but again, I hope that's not the case. The uh, we talked about Chris Jones, obviously the on the other side of the ball, 49ers. Nick Bosa, <laughs> terrible tackles for the Chiefs. So Nick Bosa could again have a fantastic game, and I would expect that from him because he's looked great so far in the playoffs. Yeah, I think he, I think Nick Bosa is going to have a big game as well. No, I think he's going to have a big game on the, the Chiefs. George Karloftis. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't rogue hate that shout. Pick. I don't rogue hate shout. That pick. 
good, good, good on the blitz. Had a really good game last game. I think he shows up. Okay, defensive MVP for me. Okay, I was gonna say if you want to, I was like, uh, if you want to make a pick for defensive MVP, and that could that's be my pick guy. for yeah. for for the Chiefs defensive. MVP. I respect that. For uh, the San Francisco's, are we doing this? Or I don't know. I not like, even bother. I, I, I you know what? It down. I'm just saying George Kaloftis is my MVP. Okay, sure, fair. Uh, and I was gonna say, never mind, as well, never mind an offense. Chiefs, one. Chiefs should be fine as long as they don't have Kadarius Tony playing in that game. Pretty sure he's sitting, isn't he? They yeah. said he's healthy, but he's sitting. He yeah. could be a number one option. He's trying to be an on. He's trying to be an off-field distraction this week, but I think everybody has kind of seen past him at this point of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was at the he was at the media day. Yeah, but we traveled with the team. Everybody, know, everybody has seen past his antics at this point. I think, like, I don't. Which is too bad because I think he could have been a good player. I just made some mistakes. He, I mean, he's had some good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, Scored a touchdown last Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, he, but he's just had too many like just terrible moments this season. Mm-hmm. The game against the Lions at the very start, pretty much single handedly lost in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the offsides, <laughs> literally single-handedly lost in that game. He's had so many bad moments that it's like the like you, you brought up the touchdown he had last Super Bowl and the punt return he had last Super Bowl. It's like he's tr- trying to see if he can outdo the positivity by making bad plays. Yeah, and he's it, I think he's done it at this point. If you're a, if you're effectively a healthy scratch uh, in football, just sitting on the bench, even though the coach has acknowledged that you're healthy, like he didn't even lie and say. Kadarius is still isn't feeling great, so he probably won't be out there for the Super Bowl. He said he's healthy and he is not playing, so mm-hmm. that's tough. Do we, where do we want to go from here? I, here, because we do we typically do this every year as the prop bets thing. I don't have the odds here, okay. but I'm going to throw three bets at you guys. You don't have to explain; just give me an answer. So, first one: what Gatorade? Purple. Purple? Orange. Ooh. Orange. I, I was thinking about this. It's purple. I always Going think about it, back. and I always, my thing every year, it doesn't always write, what is the worst flavor of Gatorade? Orange. Orange. That's always I one they have the most orange. left of in the tank. Oh. The one they're going to throw the most. I think it's Right? They always orange. pick the one that's full. They're not yeah. going to make new Gatorade to dump it, right? Yeah. So, true. Jana, shout out to Jana. She has this theory that it's rigged, right? They know. They as they in? They know. The man. Okay. They know. And so my thoughts going off of her theory is that I'm well, okay, to give some history to this, you guys have all seen the theory about the purple and red Super Bowl yeah. logo, right? Everybody's oh it's Niners and Ravens. No, it's Niners Chiefs, it's all red. Where's the purple? Mm. Oh, so you're in the Gatorade. Gatorade. Oh wow. Gatorade. Okay, no, interesting. Yeah. I feel like my theory is pretty good, but that one was that was in depth. That had some depth. To, yeah, that I've been thinking it. about this. It's been keeping me up at night. I was gonna just say red because, like, <laughs> yeah, two red teams. Uh, it's that's t- like the only thing with red for me. I don't know why, but like, when was the last time red was used? I swear, red oh, is. I don't think because red is a good flavor. So it's due. Yeah, no, that's but what I'm hearing. That's what I'm saying. Red is a good flavor, so it's always the most empty. It has not been red. In a long time. In, in the 2000s, it has like, not that's, been it's red. So, it's so due. What about lemon so lime? Due. Lemon lime up there? That's my favorite Gatorade. Uh, really? I mean, it that was, or the white one? I've seen, seen a breakdown, 2018. yeah. 2018 was lemon? Lime? Yeah. My top two are the white cherry frost, whatever that one's called, um, and then yeah. lemon, and then Gatorade half sugar grape. I've never had that before. Peep this, peep this. That's crazy. 2013, there was no Gatorade. Whew. 
they wonder just, what the odds they are on that. Drank it all. I don't know. No. Bro, imagine if that. What, I wonder what 20, the odds would be. Twenty thirteen. That would Seattle. Seattle. Did they not do a game? They they did no, orange. It was, it was uh, Ravens. Oh, 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 oh that yeah, was twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the year the power went out and all that stuff. That yeah. was just a shambles of. I was gonna say Gatorade was not at the top of their mind by yes. the end of that game. So gonna continue on national anthem bet over or under over. Over. Who isn't uh, at? Wait, I saw who was announced. Reba McIntyre. Oh, yeah. yeah, trust me, twangy. we've been over that. That's wangy. <laughs> and that's yeah. who it is. Yeah. I'm. I thought I'm, it was some guy. I th- okay. There's Reba's <laughs> doing the national anthem. There's we were okay. We we had we had a sketch we yeah. wrote. So we've me been Terrell, we've been over me the, and Terrell. No. <laughs> so you're saying over two minutes? Yes. Over and how many ever the minutes? The is, line yeah. is. Because it's yeah, it's Reba and then Post Malone singing something, and then America there's another, the Beautiful. Yeah, and there's another singer. Who's well, there's singing. someone that's singing a Canadian one. No, it's not the Canadian one. There's a different one. Um, I don't look it up right now. I'm already on it. Okay. Uh, okay, never mind. It's not going to tell me. Um, but if you want to move on to the next, I mean, I'm smashing yeah. the over on that. So this was just a funny one that I saw this week. Will aliens invade the Earth and cause the game to end in a tie? God, mm. I hope so. <laughs> Interesting. I w- what are the odds on this one? Yeah. I think, oh, okay, it yeah. was, like, pretty high odds. Reba okay. McIntyre. Might be worth a $20 bet. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll throw five bucks down on that. Why not? Are those your props, Clayton? Do you have more? Oh, oh, oh those I got one. Three I, 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 got, I got an interesting quick, one, so. which I don't know if if you guys are familiar what song do you guys think Usher's going to sing first? Ooh, uh, I only know the Yeah song, so I'm going to go with I that. I don't think Yeah's going to be first. I think that's the ender. Oh, Ooh, that's maybe. I think it's, you remind me of a girl. I don't know that song. It's called so. Remind Me. Okay. Uh, okay, I have the on. list. Post Malone singing America the Beautiful, Beautiful, and Andra Day is singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. So Never heard that song in my entire life. I think it's like supposed to... Is it like a gospel song? Something like that? Uh, is there know. not someone singing Canadian? I don't is it think so. there's no Canadian Super Bowl people in the Super Bowl. I thought they always sang the Canadian one. No, that'd be kind of crazy if the Super Bowl came to Canada just for fun. Like, Oops. why don't they do an international Super Bowl? Bring it to Calgary. Like, you know how many international games there are this year? Why don't they just do it in England? Stadiums are bigger. Well, yeah. we don't have a football like an NFL team, so it'd be no, no, no. But yeah, I think like true. it'd be cool. And not only Canada, I'm saying like Europe. Like, yeah. the stadiums are triple the size. You could fit that many. I don't people. think though they could make that as much money. Why? Because because you put it in the United States, you like the Super Bowl tickets there are nine thousand. Are people in England going to be paying that to go to a game? No, probably not. But it's, everybody's going to travel there. It's all yeah, but then you just have people paying extra to travel there, and it like wouldn't make much of a difference. So you don't think it? You don't think the Super Bowl sells out if they go somewhere else? I think. It, uh, mm. I guarantee you. It will I sell bet. Out. Yeah, probably. The, Jacksonville Jaguars have played six overtime overseas game overseas games, and it's always full. Well, that's because they just don't want them in Jacksonville anymore. Fair enough. Whatever it is. Atlanta Hawks have played it. Or Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Falcons. And um, Atlanta Falcons and the Bears played one. Listen, and it was packed. Do you want to know the reason why? It's because uh, it's the only. It's the new show in town. No, it's because the poor Europeans had to watch the Indianapolis Colts and New England Patriots play Yikes. football. And they're like, actually, we're good. We don't want any more of this. You guys can keep it. <laughs> there was another game right after that, and it was sold out. That's why. That's anyways, fake. that's my theory. You, you think? I think that it should happen. Make one international. Why not? Those fans were fake of that game. None of them are real. Although I will say Vegas is going to get a load of them, though. Vegas is going to get a load of them. Vegas will. (laughs) L.A. will. L.A., I think, already is getting announced for another Super Bowl. Like, there's no way they don't with that big of the stadiums. They have the the Vegas. It's a no-brainer. 
I honestly could see it happening where it, they just sign like a contract and it's just always in Vegas. Yeah. Like no matter what. Again, I just would think it would be kind of cool if they did one in Europe because again, they got the they got the infrastructure. But can uh, going back, sorry, going back to Usher, does he bring somebody out? If he was uh, to bring anybody out, it's going to be Pitbull. Pitbull, no way it's going to be someone that big. You don't I think, think it's so? going to be a girl that like is m- melodic with him. He it's going to be like SZA. He has a song with Alicia Keys. Or Alicia Keys. Well, it would have to be somebody that he has a song with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not always. Well, I guess so. It would make sense, though. Yeah, it would yeah. make sense. Bieber. He only has one song. That's what I was going to say first, and then I was like, eh. Um, who else does he have songs with? He's got a couple others. He's, he's got, got one got with Mary multiple J. Multiple songs with Pitbull. That's he's got songs with Mary J. Blige, I think. Back. Like, I, it would be cool if. But she was just there. Ah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he might just go solo. I think he brings somebody. Maybe out. brings out. I don't know. We saw Here. solo Rihanna last year. I don't think we go solo. Here again. we go. Two, saw solo the weekend. We saw yeah, solo true. a lot. But true. Two leg parlay. First leg, aliens come and invade the game. <laughs> Second leg, Usher brings out an alien. Ooh. World peace. Unite the aliens. You would with be Usher the richest man in the universe if you bet that and got it right. That's free money. That's what <laughs> That's I'm hearing. Right That's got to be like a billion it. to one, a Some, trillion to one. They're gonna pay it out. I'm I'm putting five bucks on it. Move over, Jeff. <laughs> I was gonna ask, where do we want to go from here? Um, we could go through the MLB quick because again, there's a lot of off-season stuff happening. There were quite a few signings actually this week, so yeah. we got a significant amount of news uh, to go through. Let's do it. Um, we can begin talking about uh, the biggest deal that's been handed out so far. The Royals extended Bobby Witt Jr. on a 11-year guaranteed deal. L. That's not crazy. A, not an L, but just an L for him because he's going to be playing for the <laughs> Royals for 11 years. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Not an L contract, an L yeah. for him because he's never going to do anything. Hey, listen, I'd, pay, I'd play for the Royals for $288.7 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, but would you play for the Athletics for $288.7 million where they were before? That's I'd, not even an option because they don't have that money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, exactly, but I don't know. They wouldn't be able to afford that. No, okay. it's not an L contract. It's absolutely worth it because he's a very good player, but he's going to be playing with a bunch of bums for the next 11 years. Yeah. Which I is mean, unfortunate. It is. I think um, for the Royals, I think it's great. Um, Walk him up, at least. Highest, yeah, highest, play, highest paid player in franchise history. So what is he, 22? 23? Uh, yeah, he's really So he'll young. be 35. Oh, he can still maybe do something and win a World Series at 36. But yeah, he's super young. Um, yeah, 11 years guaranteed. There's a three-year team option that would extend it to 14. 288.7 million guaranteed. And then if they uh, accept that team option, it could go up to 377.7 million. So, I mean, he deserves it. I think the Royals deserve it. It's great that they have a franchise guy there now because they, they've kind of been lacking that for a long time. Um yeah, and like I said, good for him coming off the heels of a 30-30 season. So happy for Bobby Witt. He absolutely deserves it. Um, next up, we got Jose Altuve, who also signed an extension. Five years, $125 million. Again, deserved. What can you say? Um, he's been great for forever. He's going to continue to play there. And quite frankly, I like seeing guys get their deals locked up to stay with one team for a long time. I'm a big fan of it. And speaking of staying with one team for a long time, Clayton Kershaw, who after getting injured and we kind of had some 
murmuring about where he was going to go after this offseason. Uh, he's going to remain with the Dodgers, signing a one-year deal on a player option in 2025. Um, it was rumored he was going to go to the Rangers, maybe. He's from Texas, so that was kind of the first option that was up there. But again, happy to see him stay with the Dodgers. Um, I'm glad he's just staying with the one team. It would look weird if he had like two seasons with the Rangers at the end of his career. Uh, first piece of Blue Jays news, kind of unrelated, but former Blue Jay legend Bradley Zimmer signs a one-year deal with the Colorado Rockies minor league. That guy league. was so bad. Uh, the machine. Let's not even, like, he doesn't even deserve the sarcastic title he, of Blue Jays legend. He, I saw his stat, and he has, I think it's the longest home run hit in some field's history. It might be Cleveland's history. Okay. So I, was, I saw that, and I was like, that's really funny, because it was a list of, like, like the greatest hitters of all time, and then it's like, oh, uh, Bradley Zimmer. All right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, where's the other trade here? There's one more that I had. Yes. Continuing on the uh, on the topic of Blue Jays legends, this one is actually maybe he's a little more deserving of the title, even sarcastically. Uh, Ross Stripling is sent to the Athletics uh, alongside cash considerations for outfield prospects Jonah Cox. Um that's fine. Stripling had a down year last year after uh, leaving the Jays. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Kind of tough to go to the athletics, but it is what it is. Um, another trade, the Yankees sent Matt Gage and Christian Zazueta in exchange for Caleb Ferguson. Might be the best last name. I was going to say, full Zazueta disclosure. Zazueta is sick. Full disclosure, uh, that was a complete, I was winging it on that pronunciation. I mean, it looks like that's how you say it. Zazueta, like Z-A-Z-U-E-T-A. Z-U-E-T-A? I don't know. Sure. Um, so they got uh, sent him to the Dodgers in exchange for Caleb Ferguson, who's a lefty reliever. Um, he was okay with the Dodgers. 3-4-3 ERA, 1-4-4 whip with 70 Ks and 60 and a third innings. Um, Yankees bullpen lab, they develop relievers really well. So who knows? Maybe this guy's going to become some cornerstone of that bullpen. Um, only time will tell. Um Another Blue Jays legend here. We have the Mets trading Tyler Heineman to the Red Sox in exchange for cast considerations. Um, some other news. This just happened recently. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won his arbitration case uh, for $19.9 million, I believe, this season. Uh, so he's on a one-year deal now, avoiding arbitration. Um, and then uh, Adolis Garcia, two-year deal, again, avoiding arbitration. And same thing with J.D. Davis going to the Giants, uh, avoiding arbitration. But perhaps the biggest piece of news is Cannon Smith and Jigba goes to the Seattle Mariners, brother of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Traded to the Mariners. Yeah, claimed off waivers from the Pirates. So, I mean, he's not, he's... Save money on rent. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. He's not going to be a game changer for the Mariners. I think at least part of it was his brother is in Seattle now. Um, I would be shocked if that wasn't part of the rationale behind that signing because he really isn't doing much other than that. Um, and then, yeah, outside of that, there haven't been too many other big deals happening. So if we want to move on to NHL, maybe? Sounds good with me. Alrighty, you You already know I'm hyped for this. Vegas snapped Edmonton's 16-game winning streak on Tuesday night with a 3-1 win. And, come on, like, we knew Edmonton wasn't going to make history in <laughs> Vegas. No, but seriously, this was a classic Vegas. I, I wrote down Vegas versus their little brother game. But it, it was a classic Vegas-Edmonton game when watching it. 
because the Oilers dominate most of the pos- or they have a lot of possession in the offensive end. But Vegas plays so well defensively, and Bruce Cassidy, I put down Bruce Cassidy coaching masterclass. He didn't have Eichel or Theodore, who probably player-wise two best players on his team this season when they've been healthy. Didn't have them in the lineup and still managed to pull out a win against the hottest team in the NHL up to that point. And Cassidy, like he did last playoffs, matched up William Carlson's line with McDavid's and ultimately ended up pretty good. McDavid did have the lone goal for Edmonton in that game, but it was a shorthanded goal. So they shut him down at 5-on-5. And Cassidy put Jonas Ronbier on that line with Carlson and Amadio for that game because Ronbier hasn't had, or he's only had one goal scored against him when he's been on the ice this season so far in, I think that was the 16th game that he's played. So, yeah, I think, and it was a huge reason why Vegas beat Edmonton last year in the playoffs was Cassidy badly outcoached Woodcroft in that series. I remember Woodcroft, he backed away from the McDavid versus Carlson matchup. And honestly, at that point, the second you do that, you lose the series. Why would you not feel comfortable playing the best player in the world against any other player on that ice? It doesn't make sense to me. So the second that you're doing that, you're overthinking it, you lose the series right there in that instant. Next piece of that part is Aiden Hill Masterclass. Saved 30 of 31 shots, including a one-timer from Leon Dreisaitl to preserve that lead. And the attention that Hill got after that game, I've seen a lot of people saying, man, Aiden Hill doesn't get talked about enough. Well, you guys don't listen to the armchair athletes because I, I've i been on the Aiden Hill wagon all season long right from the start. I have said he is an elite goalie in the NHL. I'm now willing to say I think he's top five, and I can confidently say that. I can say that, and he's third in the league in goals saved above expected. He's played about half as many games as everybody else on that list. Like, it's crazy. And if... The only reason why he's not in the Vesna conversation anymore is because he got hurt. He is, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later here. Maybe I'll just bring it up here. But for I'll uh, bring up one other part of that Golden Knights win was that, and I hate going after commentators here on this show because we're media people too, and I don't feel like it's right when that happens. With that being said, I think Jack Michaels is a great commentator for the Edmonton Oilers. I think Jack Michaels takes a lot of flack, and in a lot of ways, when I commentate the MRU games, I commentate like Jack Michaels. I have a lot of intensity. I'm very over-the-top like he is. With that being said, for him to say after the Golden Knights scored the empty goal to seal that game, the Golden Knights are celebrating an empty net goal like they scored a playoff overtime goal, it's a bit hypocritical here because Jack Michaels commentates every game like it's Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, I do that too, but I don't call out people for celebrations. I regularly say on this show, if you don't want the other team to celebrate or run up the score on you, you have to stop it. And unfortunately, Edmonton didn't do that. And I guess the counterpoint to that argument would be McDavid cried like he just lost to Vegas in the playoffs after that game. Boom. The the one thing that I will say that I absolutely agree with is I really do not understand because this happens all the time uh, online is people who get mad at players for being excited about wins. Seriously. And yeah. it's like, of course they're going to be excited. They want and it doesn't matter when the game happens or who it's against. 
players are allowed to be excited. It goes both ways, though. There's so many people that are like, "Oh, why don't you? Why don't you have any personality when you win?" Yeah, that's true. There's something going on at home. It's like it's just it like, is it is just can't both. win. You no, can't you make can't. sports fans happy. No, you can't absolutely win. can't. can't people, win. I think there's a large majority of each of the four sports that we talk about of fan bases that just do not enjoy the sport and are watching it out of hatred. And you see it with I think the Super Bowl is going to be the worst for that because there are already so many so many people complaining about the matchup. And so many people complaining it's not going to be a good game and it's not the game they wanted. And it's like, man, just just watch the game and yeah. have fun. It's football. It's a sport. You're supposed to enjoy yourself when you watch it. You're not supposed mm. to be seething as you sit there and angry about everything. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I'm going to go on to the point that I was going to make. The NHL is now going to the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. And there's been a Four Nations tournament announced for next year. That was that World Cup of Hockey that I was talking about on the TikTok a while back. That's every second year then. So it's going to just go. I don't. It's going to go. I was talking to my grandpa about this. It's going to be that every year. The year before every Olympics is going to have that. Okay. I think. That'd be interesting. I will I, say. I believe that's how it goes. If they had only done the Four Nations tourney and not the Olympics, I'd be whining on this show. So thank God for that they announced Olympics. I'm excited to see the NHL players back at the Olympics. I hate to say it, but as cool as it was to see players get the opportunities at the past two Olympics where they weren't NHL players, I also didn't care about it. Like, in the end, I really didn't care who won. Like, we had a bunch of um, players playing in, like, European hockey leagues that were playing for our teams and it just it just didn't feel that important to me i I was gonna say and it's you get the you get the excuse of well this one doesn't count because we didn't have all of our best players there and it's like yeah exactly no one did so who cares i'm going to i was thinking of doing a canada mock lineup but with how much i think we're on the show this week and we do kind of want to cut our episodes back minutes wise i figured i'd maybe leave it to next week or the week after I will be doing one, maybe even do it on the Instagram or TikTok. But the one line, two lineup points I want to make: Aiden Hill right now, fit started today. He's undoubtedly the starter for Team Canada. And the one argue, there's five guys that I think would be in the mix, and there's three spots. The five guys are Tristan Jari, who has never been an elite goalie. Straight up, I think he gets too much. At, he's not bad. He's good. He is not elite. He's not nearly an elite goalie. He gets too much attention because he plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and every single player on Pittsburgh gets attention because they play for Pittsburgh. With that being said, the next guy, Jordan Binnington. I don't think you're winning that tournament if Jordan Binnington's in goal, especially if you have Connor Hellebuck, Thatcher Demko, or Jeremy Swayman at the other end for the U.S. You're not winning that game. Darcy... Darcy Kemper's not one of the five, by the way. Once again, you're losing that tournament if Darcy Kemper's in goal. And straight up, he's just not been good these past couple seasons. The three guys that I think that then it comes down to, well, I think Jari's going to take one of those three spots. But the next one I wanted to talk about was Stuart Skinner, who has recently had a good run for Edmonton, but I need to see more from him in order to make a case for Team Canada. The next one, Connor Ingram. He's been very good this season for the Coyotes. He's been elite really he's fourth in the league in goals saved above expected and honestly if you want to make the argument for him I'm not going to have too much of a problem there the next one Aiden Hill undoubtedly in my opinion the starter on this team because and if you want to make the argument against Hill because there hasn't been enough of a small sample size there hasn't been enough of a big sample size either for Ingram 
and there hasn't a big enough sample size for Skinner either. So you can't make an argument for either of those guys over Hill. Like, Skinner folded in the playoffs last year. Hill didn't, so... Uh, I will say one thing here before we decide who's going to be the starting goalie. It's two years away. All four what of those goalies. What about the Four Nations? That's next year. Okay. Well, let's just talk Olympic lineup because nobody cares yeah. about the Four Nations thing. Um, <laughs> Fair. Um, we, it could very easily happen that none of those four goalies that you just mentioned make, make the team. Look at Jack yeah. Campbell. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Jack Campbell, if we talked about this last year, everybody would have said Jack Campbell was probably going to be the starter. Now he's not even playing in the NHL. To be fair, if you made the argument a year ago that Aiden Hill was a goalie for Canada, everyone would have looked at you exactly. sideways. So. Exactly. That's so fair. Two, That's years from now, two years from now, we have no idea what happens. Not trying to be I, – I was saying this to Will, I think, earlier in class. Someone could snap their leg tomorrow and never, ever play again, and we have no idea. That's the thing with these projected lineups. It's so hard to base it. C- yeah. Crosby could retire the, at the end of this year. And he won't play. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, so one thing about when they bring out lineups like this so early and everybody has these arguments the whole time, like, it's just like, it's no one knows. No yeah. one knows until two years. Like I just said to you before the show, Macklin Celebrini could be on the first line in two years. And he hasn't even played in the NHL yet. So. That was the other, I think, lineup. Only other one that I saw, projected lineup, and I'm a Canadiens fan, Sam Mountainbow in there as the third goalie. <sighs> Again, he, the third goalie never plays. Yeah, that's So it doesn't fair. matter. Um, I think he, I also kind of thought it was kind of crazy. I think he could be in the mix, definitely. Also, kind of thought it was crazy that Suzuki's not in there. Oh, um, I'd have to look at when I do my lineup. Anyways, we're not going to talk about it. It's just, yeah, we'll do it when you pick the lineup. It's just like my point for all this was, like, it's still too far away to make an actual choice. Like until there's a month before or a couple weeks before when we actually know who's available, healthy. Yada 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 is when we'll find out. We have no idea what the goalie situation is going to look like yeah. in two years. The other lineup argument I did want to make player wise is I don't think if I see one more mock lineup where Zach Hyman is playing on the first line with McDavid, let me just say this right now. Zach Hyman's a good player. He better not get the Chris Kunitz treatment. Ever I speak for all hockey fans when I say I want to see a line of McDavid, McKinnon, Bedard. I don't want to see Zach Hyman break up that freaking line. But I will say chemistry. Chris Kunitz was a wagon, what? though. But they have chemistry. Yeah. I will also say Chris and, Kunitz and, and was McKinnon, nuts. And if McKinnon and McDavid have chemistry, it's going to be way better. I will say, though, Chris Kunitz played really good in that Olympics when he was playing. I think he had one goal. It was the gold medal game, which fair enough, but. Yeah, and I think he had like eight or nine points. Yeah. I don't know. Me. Again, who knows? Zach Hyman could not be in the NHL in two years. That's so fair. That's my point. I'm sticking to it. Nobody and knows. Theoretically, if the, when the aliens invade, as we've already discussed, gonna this won't even going to matter. So yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is fair, too. Yeah. Going to try and wrap up the NHL segment here. Elias Lindholm, he had two goals in his Vancouver Canucks debut earlier this week. Andre Kuzmenko, he had a goal in his Flames debut, so... Trade working out so far both or for both teams. Nikita Kucherov, he's absolutely awesome. Shout out to him for not trying during the skills competition. Trading the All-Star weekend like the joke that it is. At least that's how I feel about it. And some people said that he was drinking, but even if he was sober, that's still funny, I think. Although I will say they did a much better job this year on the All-Star weekend. 
I thought the dra- the All Star Draft was fun. I, I think the I actual skills competition. I didn't watch it. I watched it. Much more entertaining. Really? Entertaining. Yes. Yeah, because they went back to the basics where it actually shows talent of hockey players, not someone sitting in their flip flops in a tennis court <laughs> shooting dunk tank <laughs> shots. That's fair. Like, I don't care about that. That doesn't show anything. Yeah. Um, I will say for sure that. It's better when they just went back to the basics, had the hardest yeah. shot, had the accuracy challenge, stuff where it's actually interesting to watch. Whether players try or try not is a little weird for me because you're playing and you're representing your team at an all-star game. It kind of annoys me a little bit. I was going to say something, but I'll just move on because it shouldn't be said on the show. But, uh, yeah. No problem. Um, I need to rethink of where I was here. Oh, yeah. All-star and that stuff. I think basically I've hit that point home. Everybody knows how I feel about the all-star game. The future of the Arizona Coyotes is up in the air, guys, once again. The owner of the Utah Jazz is looking to buy the team. There's been rumors of a potential expansion team in Utah earlier this week. I I don't know what to say at this point. How many times have we talked about it on the show? I guess all I can really say is happy National Arizona Coyotes Arena Problems Day. They're right in there at the A's for problems with expanding. But the A's, the A's at least have some kind of solution, whether you agree with it or not. And at least they play in a full-size stadium right now. Yeah. Well, it is a little, uh, it's tough. It's, it's They're not, not making enough money because they can't no. pack it out. No, and you, it's not even a long-term option at all. No. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Going to wrap up the NHL segment here. MRU Hockey, it's their last weekend of play this weekend. The men's team heads to the UBC to take on the Thunderbirds. Going to be a huge weekend for them, the men's team went 1-1 one and one last weekend, won one game against the Huskies here at home. Lost the second game, but both games were a ton of fun to watch. Both very close games. And the women's team, they have their final weekend as well of the regular season this weekend. They play the UBC women's team here at MRU. So show up, show some support for the Cougars as it is their final regular season games. The women's team swept the Huskies last weekend at the University of Saskatchewan. That does it for the hockey segment here. So big day in the NBA. We'll take it away. Trade deadline day today. Lots of moves. I would title this trade deadline as the role player player road trip. Yeah, literally. Uh, No stars traded today. But there were some big moves. I have to I have to disagree with you. I do believe that Mr. Delano Banton of the Toronto Raptors went oh. was moved. So I, you said no stars. I'm kind of con- maybe you forgot him. Okay, I'm gonna get to that. Okay, um, you were okay. I see. Sorry to ruin the surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even see what he was traded for. But I saw a post on Instagram Pick. that said Delano Banton traded from the Celtics to the Raptors. Raptors. And I immediately sent it to the group chat and was super hyped. And then Taylor informed me that it was actually to the Portland Trailblazers, and it ruined my day. It was that's a heart that's a heartbreaker right there. That's yeah. what that is. No, I was gonna go I through uh, the trades though and Yikes. end with the Raptors because we'll probably okay. have some more discussion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Pistons had quite a day. They traded Quentin, or sorry, they traded Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks to the Knicks in exchange for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archie Diacono, and two second round picks. Uh, Taylor, you liked that Quentin Grimes pickup for the Pistons? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think he's better than Bogdan. But in the future. Yeah. I think he'll always he'll end up panning out as a better player. Yeah. Obviously the Knicks are on win now kind of mode, so I can understand getting a, a good shooter. Uh-huh. It makes sense for both ways. Obviously the Pistons are like the under nineteen team in the league, basically. Yeah. Um so just another young guy to add to their lineup, which is always nice. And Alec Burks already played under Yeah. In for New York. I like the move for both like, teams. It's not uh, there's a lot of people saying why why are you giving up so much? But like why are the Knicks giving up so much for Boyan? But I feel like it works both ways in the time that the teams are both at. Yeah. I think last year this would have been a weirder sitch because the Knicks weren't really pushing. Yeah. But where they're at right now, this yeah. is a this is a big yeah. move for them. Uh moving on, the seventy sixers have acquired Buddy Heald in exchange for Doug McDermott. Uh, 2024 second round pick, 2029 second round pick, Cash, and Firkin Korkmaz. The man who requested a trade from the Sixers in 2018 has finally been freed and waived from <laughs> the, the Pacers. Well, he's definitely free. Yeah, so he's as free as you can be as an NBA player right now. Go home, Firkin. You can go play in Europe. Uh, the Sixers also... Or sorry, that was a three-team deal. The Spurs also got Marcus Morris, who they plan to buy out, and a 2029 second-round pick. Buddy Heald, big pickup for the Sixers. That's their three-point shooter Huge. right there. Uh, I would have liked 40, 42, or 43 percent. Yeah, for his career, like yeah, he's yeah. a lot. And he had free throw percentage. Yeah, um, I would have liked to get him on the Raptors, but didn't come our way in the past. He's not, he's not going to want to stay in the he Raptors. Doesn't, yeah, he nah. doesn't fit the timeline, and it doesn't fit for him. So, If we had everybody else still and we were fighting, sure. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get on to the Raptors in a sec. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, the Thunder have acquired Gordon Hayward for Davis Bertans, Trey Mann, and... Uh, Vasily Misic. Attaboy. Misic. I looked this up in class, but I... Didn't want to interrupt the the flow of the teaching, so I didn't have it loud enough. I just sent it. I don't know if I said your name wrong. Sorry. Sounds I feel good. like I'm probably not the first one. I, uh, I I hate to sound like the casual here, even though I am. Um, but it's Gordon Hayward. I know he was a big name a few years ago. He's the one that snapped his leg in half. Yeah, yeah. is he still pretty good player? Uh, I mean, okay. I wouldn't say he was worth what they gave up anymore. Well, um, did they give up a whole lot? I guess Davis Bertans sucks now. Davis Bertans hasn't been a player. Trey Mann's not, Trey Mann has his days, but again, he kind of yeah. fell out of the rotation after OKC became good. And two second round picks the, mean nothing to the Thunder. Again, I don't know if Hayward's how where Hayward's going to fit right now. I mean, the biggest issue with Hayward is his health. Yeah, I mean, he, he has been healthy this year. What is it? I think he hasn't played. He hasn't played in forever, has he? He hasn't. I thought he played this year. He's played twenty five games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Played in like he's been month. out for a while. Again, show how much yeah. I watch Hornets basketball games. Uh, well, he's averaging 15 not points a game, yeah. though. Uh, 47%, 36% splits. Maybe maybe he'll go to the Thunder and he'll be reinvigorated, not I playing for the I was going to say Charlotte he's Hornets. playing with a nice young yeah, core and it's, group. Yeah, and it's not that they need him to get 15 points no. a night. Just need to be that guy off the bench. Good role player. Yeah. Um, the Suns made some moves. They got Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. Uh the Nets in this three-team deal got Keita Bates-Diop, Jordan Goodwin, and three second-round picks. And the Grizzlies reacquired Yuta Watanabe and Chemezi Metu. Uh, the Metu militia of the Suns is over. Was that a thing? He was good for, he was Christmas good for sa- Day. 
This man was a bucket. This I will man say had a day. he was good for Sacramento in their push last year. He was a backup center behind Sabonis, and he's yeah. pretty good. Um, what was I going to say about that trade? There was something I was going to say. Kata Bates Diop is a sick name. Mm-hmm. Another yeah, sick is. name. That's, I don't yeah. know why that rolls off the top. That's, that's an elite name. Yeah. That is. <clears throat> uh, moving on, the Bucks got Patrick Beverly uh, in exchange for Cameron Payne and a 2024 second round pick to the Sixers. Pat Bev is. He's going get, to team, he's he's getting get, the rainbow. I was going to say, oh, no, but he's also just getting the chance to win his championship. He's played yeah. for a lot of good top teams. I mean, it would have been fine on the Sixers, too. but Exactly. So it's like, I don't know if you're that mad. But uh, the I only just, thing that's annoying is you have to move. Yeah. I was just laughing because I was like, Damian Lillard went from, you know, ready to move to Miami, play in Miami with Jimmy Butler, and now he's being coached by Doc Rivers playing alongside Pat Bev. And I was like, <laughs> It's Pat Bev is kind of the guy that that team needs, though. Oh, absolutely. Good backup point guard to guard. Someone yeah. to just stir the pot in the playoffs yeah. is honestly what they need. They need some more grit. So, yep. again, he's still a decent player. Yep. Uh, the Pacers acquired Corey Joseph and Cash. Series going off on my laptop here. Corey Joseph and Cash in exchange for a 2024 second-round pick to the Warriors. Corey Joseph has been waived. And me and Taylor were talking in class. Uh, as we'll get to, the Raptors are in need of some guard depth. And they're team trying Canada? to build the Team Canada. So, you know. We're already halfway there. Puzzle piece. We just need the good players fits. now. We're making the connections here. Yeah. Uh, next one, the Celtics got Xavier Tillman. My dog. In exchange for Lamar Stevens, a 2027 second-round pick and a 2030 second-round pick to the Grizzlies. Uh, they also got Jaden Springer from the Sixers in exchange for a second-round pick. Uh, Xavier Tillman, that's a big pickup. Uh, I think that's some great depth for that team and some size that they need. Good for the pick and roll for Tatum Brown, too. Yep. And sending away a 20, 30 second round pick is crazy. <laughs> we were talking about in class, the kid's 13 years old, learning his long division in, high, in grade eight right now, and he's going to be picked by the Celtics in 2030. <laughs> Whatever it is. Who, who got that pick? So, uh, oh, sorry. Grizzlies got that. It just, that, that does They'll be playing with 32-year-old John ja Morant. It's so funny. 2030 is hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to be like, yeah, like if the Grizzlies are negotiating this trade, but yeah, we really need a 2030 second round pick. Listen, we think that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of blows my mind that 2030, I will be almost 30. Settle down. Settle down. Um... The Pistons got Troy Brown and Shake Milton as well as a 2030 second-round pick in exchange for Monte Morris to the Timberwolves. Uh, I think good pickups for both teams. I mean, Pistons got another pick. Troy Brown and Shake Milton, they're both on the younger side. Um, Role players. Yeah, role players. Again, they're going to have to do some rejigging in their lineup because they have too many players right now. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to send down some people. Um to the G League because they just actually don't have enough space. And, I mean, you know, talking about elite names, Shake Milton, True. absolutely up there. True. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, that's yeah. a sick name. Yeah. They got him from the Jazz in exchange for Kevin Knox. And he's a good law, law, He's a good shooter, and he's like 6'9", so could be a decent player. Anytime anytime I see anything involving Kevin Knox, all I can think of is the, the Fortnite, Fortnite suit. suit. Yeah. Dude, so mm-hmm. good. How have they not put that in Fortnite yet? True. Well, they he needs to get better at basketball first. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> but uh, we kind of went over the T-Wolves getting Monte Morris. That's a pretty big pickup. Uh, he's been one of those uh, 
assist to turnover ratio kind of point guards where he's really steady in that area and just uh, secure with the ball. And I think he'll be a good addition to good the Good shooter, Eagles. too. Yep. Uh, and then I saved as well the Mavericks trades that they made because we got a Mavericks fan in the room. Yeah. Uh, they acquired P.J. Washington in exchange for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick to the Hornets, as well as Daniel Gafford from the Wizards in exchange for Rishon Holmes and a 2024 second-round pick. Or no. first-round pick, sorry. So I'm going to be honest. I, I was aware of P.J. Washington, but I didn't know he was that good of a player until I seen the return, and then Will, I seen Will earlier today, and he's like, oh, that's such a great trade. And I'm like, or was it? Terrible. I think, well, I didn't say it, so I would assume it was Will. Anyways, I, it, I don't know if it's a great trade. Like, I think it's a good pickup, but they did give I don't up know, a I lot. I feel like Grant Williams is somebody someone they should have kept. Yeah, I agree. But somebody said to me that today that it was, like, a very good trade, and I'm just like, okay. I, li- I like the Gafford trade I like better. the Gafford yeah. trade a lot more. Yeah. Just Holmes, what they gave out. The only reason why I remember who Rachon Holmes is is because he got suspended in the bubble for going out to get pizza. Did you guys hear about that? No, That's, that is incredibly related. He left the bubble to go and to go and get f- f- food. That's crazy. Because he said their food was bad. I and then he got, a, he got suspended for like I'm two years. I'm now a Rashawn Holmes fan. I wish yeah. you the best of luck. Yeah, yeah. Sir. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, at least. I don't know. My laptop is at literally. Okay, well, I'll, I'll look that up. I, want I hope it's pizza. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. Mavericks, that's a good, good return for them. I mean,. They get some much-needed size, as well as P.J. Washington, who can create his own shot, get some buckets. And, yeah, like I said, Daniel Gafford is just huge. He's a physical Lob player. guy. Yeah, yeah. Big lob guy. Huge for Luka. Yeah, Luka's going to get some. Um, I don't know. Kyrie Irving's looking like the lob guy right geez, now for the Mavericks, too. man. Yeah. What's that, yeah, like that was crazy. second NBA dunk? Third he had NBA. one put-back nasty one with the Nets. He had one on the Nets, and I remember he had one on the Celtics. He had, he had a few for Cleveland opener. as well. He had a like a season opener dunk with the Celtics, I think. Um, if only we had got my my glorious king today, I think I'd be saying we're the championship favorite. I mean, I think most people would, but yeah. Settle down, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. <laughs> um, now to move on to the Raptors. Uh, Raptors made two trades today. Thought they'd make more or maybe different trades, but they traded. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young for Spencer Dinwiddie, as well as Kier Lewis Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and a first-round pick this year that is either the Thunder or the Pacers. I don't think it's been disclosed yet. Um, and then they got Kelly Olynyk and Ochai Baji back. South Kamloops legend. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, technically he's from Ontario, but he played for South Cam. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the his Raptors, dad still coaches there too. Fun fact. Shout out, shout out, Mr. Olinick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kelly Olinick, Ochag Baji, and then Spencer Dinwiddie, who has been waived. So weird cap space. Yeah, that's I know, but it's just money. weird. Like, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. It's just know. money. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like, but we have we have but a plethora of money now. Them, yeah, but we're not paying really anybody. Them, Scotty's getting the max. IQ's probably going to get a bag. They got to free up some money for RJ may get an extension, I guess. Yeah, true. But them cutting him right now saved them a million and a half. So it's a million and a half to spend on someone else. It's a million and a half to spend on Scotty's Subway commercials. That too. Boy. Boy. Um, uh, yeah. I, 
I like I I enjoy getting Kelly Olynyk, and we joked about it earlier. Building Team Canada now with him and RJ. And now Chris we're just Boucher. missing the good players. Maybe maybe hey, Shea's open. The better players, the best players. Um, I wouldn't mind Dylan Brooks on the Raptors. Oh, same. By the way, to give an update on the Rashawn Holmes pizza situation, delivery chicken wings. Ah, unfortunately, it was chicken wings. Was it was go out? Did he go City? out or did it's, he get it delivered? It said that he had it delivered and left to pick it up, and uh, that was leaving the quarantine. So then, yeah, he had to quarantine for ten days. Okay, so it wasn't suspension; it was quarantine. Yeah, funny, but, funny stuff. But yeah, he didn't play for ten days because he went out to get chicken wings. I do hope those were good chicken wings. I Dude, would hope so too. They could not have tasted good after he he was sitting there eating them and like, man, I'm going to get suspended or I'm going to get quarantined for this. It's not going to be worth it. It's the little things. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe they were the best chicken wings ever, and he yeah. sat there. He and really it was worth it. it for him. Could have been. You never know. Disneyland's wings just weren't weren't doing it for him. Go find a churro. Yeah, good churros. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I was a little confused by the the Dinwiddie thing, but for a million bucks, we need another point guard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. that's the problem. Quickly's playing what? Going to be playing forty minutes a night. Well, who's our backup point guard? Well, I guess Barnes. him and Scotty will split the duties. I know, but they both start, so it's like yeah. you're going to have to get someone from somewhere. Corey Joseph is a good shout though. Brady Dick has been playing. He had 22 the other night. I know, but he's not a point he's guard. Not a point guard. But That's the thing. You can't you can't give him in his rookie season the the 20 minutes a night at point guard. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I yeah. was saying earlier that another good show was bring Marquis Noel up from the G League. Injured, unfortunately. Yeah. Eventually, maybe though. Javon Freeman Liberty though been playing point guard for the nine five and he's been going off a little bit. Could be our backup point guard because it. it seems like that's the only chance we have right now is bringing somebody up internally from the uh, yeah. the G League. Yeah. So and I mean, if there's any time to bring up a young guy just to see what they can do, it's when you're tanking this season. So it doesn't really matter. Grady Dick's been playing pretty good with the minutes he's had so yeah. far. He's playing a lot better. Um, I hope like we're basically throwing in the towel unless we go on like a 15 game winning streak. We'll be a bubble team. Please but don't go do on not, a 15 yeah. game. Game winning streak. I would. Please. I hope that does not happen. I mean, it kind of sucks either way because it's a bad draft year. So no matter how much we're tanking, we're not getting anybody good because there's nobody good in the draft picks. But that's fine. Masai I'll still will find take somebody. A, I'll still take a top six pick over and, no pick. And mm. I would take a top six pick over not having to watch this year's. I just would have pick. rather than be good this year and bad next year because then we have a chance at Cooper Flag. But it's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to be good next year either. So. It's no, that simple. Just be bad both years. Yeah. And yeah, just being a, fa- being a fan of a sports team that just sucks, I have to do it yes. enough already if, with the Canadians. So but it kind of sucks to have to do it with the Raptors. Won a title in 2019. They could be I know, but it's also nice to win more than one. Oh, absolutely. So but, I mean, it just kind of is crazy. This rebuild only started four years ago. Not even, really. I would say the rebuild really started when we Drake. traded away OG Ananobi. That was like when we finally like. Yeah, okay. that's true. When they actually took the like jump, it maybe should have started. Like if we look at our roster now, there's four rebuild. players that played for the Raptors at the start of the season. Like I think, one that played on the championship team, and it's Boucher. Yeah. The rebuild wasn't last season, or else they would have traded Van Vliet and got something for also him. true. Yeah, they just didn't. They have, made a mistake with that one. They didn't. They just didn't have a direction, and I think they were so set on one piece away. Where we if we get one more guy, then we can make it. Which they were the one piece away when they ended up winning the championship, so I can understand it. But, but they just couldn't get a deal done to get another one piece. And I was gonna say, there's never a guarantee you do get that one person, mm-hmm. and there's never a guarantee that that one person pans out. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, another thing that we didn't really talk about uh, in regards to the NBA trade deadline is the teams that 
did not make any trades in the Chicago Bulls. And we've all been very vocal about the fact that they need to blow it up. And they came out and said that they are not going to blow it up. They are sticking with this core. They could be the nine seed. They could. They definitely at least could be the ninth. We also didn't say Zach Levine out for the season. I did not see that. Foot, foot surgery. Yeah. Foot surgery. I think it was because he was having an, a problem. It wasn't like an injury that happened. I yeah. think he was having a problem all year, and then he finally just tore, decided to uh-huh. I mean, yeah. tear it down for the season. And he was their main trade piece. Nobody's going to And I don't think I don't even him. think they got any offers for him. No. Well, no, I wouldn't want somebody that's not playing for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. That you got to probably re-sign next year. And yeah. then another team that was kind of in that same boat is the Brooklyn Nets, who were getting a lot of offers for uh, Mikael Bridges and. Um, oh, that'd be someone that I would love for the Raptors. Yeah, but they, they did, but they didn't. They didn't like blow it up like I think a they lot didn't, of people. They didn't. They didn't do a Mikael Bridges trade. Why well, don't? I don't see why they would. If I'm being honest. And with I don't. You. I honestly don't get it either. They're going to do the same thing the Raptors are going to do. Get rid of anything that's worth anything yeah. for picks. I think maybe they could have. It's just that. When you're bad and you do not have your own draft picks, I th- I was floated around that they would maybe trade with the Rockets to get their own draft picks back, so that they could tank more. But obviously that isn't happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, who's the other win they got from Dallas? Um, the player? Yes, in the Kyrie trade. I can't remember because that was the other guy that was floated around in trade talks. He's like the big defensive wing. Man, Johnson? No, no, no. Sorry. From the Mavericks. Uh, no, on the, on the Nets can, right now. I, I can see his face. Yeah. Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian yes. Finney-Smith. Because yeah. that was the other guy that was floating around. That was and someone that was a really dumb move to move. I yeah. think he was so good for the Mavericks and, for and what he did. And they were getting offers. Like, I saw tweets saying that uh, they declined offers for two firsts and then stopped receiving offers for him after that. Mm. And it was kind of the same thing with Mikhail Bridges, where they were getting offers for three, four, five first-round picks and were declining all of them. I just think Mikhail Bridges is a very good player. and I, would I think he's good, too. Raptors. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Again, like— another 22, 23-year-old guy that's going to play, mm-hmm. guaranteed 10 more years. And a guy, knock on wood, is probably the most healthy NBA player in the league right now. Yeah. He's, he's, I, only, I think he's missed a game in his entire career. He might have missed, like, two or three. I think he missed one or two last year. But that like broke the streak. Yeah, but that's still crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're guaranteed getting a player that's there every night. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did we talk about? Um, oh no, we did talk about the Joel Embiid injury. I was for, mm. trying to remember when that happened. Um, yeah, sorry, I was just completely forgetting about that. Which All Star is next weekend, and we will talk about that. Yeah. Uh huh. Next weekend. Well, we'll say real quick because it just happened yesterday, yeah. but. Uh, replacements announced for Julius Randle and Joel Embiid, both injured. Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. And? Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors. Fairly deserved, I yeah. would say. I, for both. Yeah. I'd say yeah, Trey Young. 100%. If he wasn't playing where he was playing, he'd be a sure shot. And I just think the the team's success went into that decision I, for him not to be a first guy. Yeah. So. I am just, I'm so glad that Trey made it, and same with Scotty. But I'm so glad that it was wasn't Scotty and someone else because the way that Scotty would have gotten just oh, slandered if Trey didn't make open. it yep. would have been horrible. I will say we talk about shot chuckers. Trey Young's a shot chucker, but he's, he's an elite shot chucker. Yeah, he's efficient. He also like gets and pro- production assists, out of yeah. It. yeah. I was gonna say he shoots a lot of shots, but if there's one guy that's labeled as a shot chucker in the NBA, the best one goes to Trey Young, mm-hmm. I think. He shoots a lot of shots but makes a lot mm-hmm. of shots. Atlanta yeah. Hawks also didn't make a move. They didn't yeah, trade true. DeJounte Murray, which kind of surprising. Was like the main main piece of this uh trade deadline. They have a lot of decent players that they could get some stuff for. I think Onyeka Kongwu could be someone that would be mm-hmm. of value to many teams. Mm-hmm. Clint Capella too. Yeah. Yeah, the older I think he's the older version of Onyeka, but mm-hmm. yes, it's true. He'd be a good backup for most teams or starter on some teams. But uh 
they got some weapons. They might do some offseason stuff. Yeah. But um, what do you guys figure? Move on to our uh, special special thing of the week. Did we talk about baller of the week? No, we didn't. Oh, right. Okay. Do you want to do that? Taylor? Shows, shows us uh, how uh, prioritized this yeah. decision is. Um, I think this I'm week, make a graphic for it though. This week. This okay. week, um, it was a tough one. We were looking in class, but we were going to make it. Someone from another team that didn't do too many moves this off season or this deadline, the Cleveland Cavaliers and Donovan Mitchell. My laptop has died, so I cannot see the stats. Thirty-one so. points per game, five and a half rebounds, six assists, shooting fifty-six percent from the field, forty-three from three, and nearly ninety from the free throw. Cavs went four and zero. He also had a forty bomb last night. Yep. So kind of given. Um, there wasn't too many other huge, huge stat lines this week. Um, I was saying. Miles Bridges had a very good game last night, but we won't get into that. And he only he didn't even win against the Raptors. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't as many stellar performances this week, but I guess we're starting to get spoiled with all these seventy palms going floating around. So it's kind of gone back down to regular NBA. And uh, Donovan Mitchell has been the most consistent, and the Cavaliers are having another good year. So that is our baller of the week. Yeah. I think that's Move Donovan Mitchell's first. Baller of the, the week, yeah. sure is. Congrats. The only, yeah, the only repeat winner we've had so far, I think, is still Joel Embiid. I'm, sure yeah. so. I'm sure he's going to be bragging to his teammates on the Cavaliers. Yep. Yep. He probably well, will be. Luca as well. I will say Darius Garland yeah, has is probably pretty pissed. Um, now I will make the transition. We are going to do another armchair athletes list. This one was thought of by me. It was. Um, this week's armchair athletes tier list. Top five most iconic celebrations. And I will preface this. It could be a signature celebration an athlete does, or it could be a celebration that may have only happened once, but any single person that talks about it knows exactly what it was and what happened. So we're just doing iconic celebration. It doesn't have to be a person's celebration. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. I will kick it off because I introduced it. Even though this might make the order weird, I'm going to go for it. I have three honorable mentions. I could have thought of thousands. I was saying the other day yeah. I was laying in bed thinking about it, and I had at least 20 listed, and I'm so bad about remembering. Do you want to do your honorable mentions last? and then You want me to do my actual picks first? Do your actual picks first, and then we'll all do honorable mentions. You don't think end? we should do but all honorable mentions for everybody and then our picks? If you if you do an honorable mention and it takes my pick, I'm going to be pissed. Okay, so do you want me to just do my picks? Yeah. What if I did my picks and it takes your pick too? It would, same I'll, be, I'll be pissed, but less pissed. Okay. Okay, so my top five. In no particular order, I'm going to preface that because it was really hard to, for me to pick the best ones. First one comes from a sport that we do not talk about much, but we did have a segment about it, and we've talked about him a couple times. Tiger Woods fist bump in Sunday Red at the Masters. Wow, have you ever seen anything like that in your life? I'm sorry, but that plays in my mind every single time. I see it on Sports Center every single year on New Year's Eve when Clayton watches the, the top plays of the year. It's always on there. <laughs> The, the, the ball's cresting the hole and going in. He does the fist bump. Charlie does the fist bump now. Um, it's a work of art. It is. Uh, the fist bump after he won the 2019 Masters after coming back. Again, we I, there's an argument that he might be the GOAT of, go, of sports just purely because he is that dominant in his sport that there's no other competition. Um, so Tiger fist bump in the Sunday red, which has been trademarked now. Ooh. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it's been trademarked by Nike. Hmm. So they will be making Sunday Red merch, even though it's even more funny that Tiger Woods just got dropped from Nike. So he's not in Nike anymore. 
But, um, yeah. Second one, another sport we don't really talk about. I have two here. Soccer. You guys will not know who this guy is probably because you guys probably don't watch soccer. One, for anybody that's watching, Jude Bellingham. He is a 19-year-old prodigy. from. He plays for Real Madrid now, and he's from Birmingham, England. He does this celebration where he goes to the corner and then he like does like this like God pose. It's impossible. It, we're going to do a video with doing a draft later on TikTok with where we actually show the videos because it's hard to describe them if you don't know what they are. <laughs> um, so this sounds like it's falling flat. Um, my third one, Zach Laranjo just texted me and he actually got it right. Ronaldo Sui. Yeah. Anybody that's knows anything about sports, doesn't matter if you even like soccer at all. The Ronaldo Sui is always the best. The twirl of the finger, the flip. Sue. Absolutely tearing up Saudi Arabia at the moment. Um, my next one. This one is a crazy one. And I remember, I was sitting at the desk over there. I was like, oh, my God. I used to love doing this celebration in, in PE. The Lance Stevenson guitar. Oh. What a classic. That one popped in my head, and Damn. I was like, "God, that was nostalgic." The, the Lance yeah. Stevenson guitar, yeah. that one is nasty. Um, just a cult one. Like it's not, it's not probably in anybody's list, but it's a dirty one. And he did it that, multiple times. That's such a sleeper. That's that had, is such a sleeper. I have, I had a similar one, but okay. I did think of that. Yeah. The next one, something that came up in a documentary, "The Last Dance," but uh, it's also just a super iconic one, is. Reggie Miller turning to Spike Lee with Ooh. the choke on oh. the arms. Ooh, yeah. That one is True. probably one of the most savage celebrations of True. all time. Um, Reggie Miller is one of the very underrated players in NBA history. Yeah. He doesn't get talked about a lot. Legendary celebration, legendary moment too. Yes. That because yeah. That game was, that game was crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Reggie Miller choke. Um, I send that as a meme to a lot of my friends when one of their players has a, a bad game on their team and I face swap Reggie Miller for somebody else. Um, so it's usually pretty funny. Um, that's my five, but I could have done so many more. Yeah. This is a good list, guys. I like We could have done top 10. Yeah. We could okay. have done top 50. Honestly. I mean, we yeah. would have been here forever, but yes. <clears throat> Terrell, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I can go next. We'll go in a um, circle. Sounds yeah. good. Um, like you, I had so many honorable mentions. Uh, I won't list them. I do have a lot written down, though. The one that I just won't name that I said that was similar to the Lance Stevenson one is the uh, J.R. Smith half-court shot and then the wind it up in the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a good one. That was a good one. I've Um, done that in gym class, and I immediately just felt like, you know, know, the high school just anxiety after doing something. Nobody (laughs) gets what you're doing. Yeah. That's the thing with the Lance Stevenson. (laughs) It's like at least it's a little subtle, so I used to do it, and people would be like, what are you doing? And then it's just like. You, you'll get it. You can't. You yeah, you can't. But at least it looks kind of like I invented yeah, it myself. Yeah, yeah. You can't play off the J.R. Smith no. wind up. Yeah, that one's a little enough. much. You're that's trying to pull up the video to be like, no, guys, look. <laughs> yeah, this feel it. Way it wasn't me. Awake at night sometimes. At least, at least the Lion Stevenson is subtle enough that it's like, yeah. it's, you just do a couple strums, then you're, you're away yeah. from it. Yeah. You're selling for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so number five, this was, again, this was. Did you rank them in in? They kind of are. Order? Like, okay. I just, I just, I really don't know. Okay. But. I will say that the the last two that I have are definitely they're like my favorites of all time. Mm. So number five, I could have picked a million Terrell Owens celebrations, but the Terrell Owens popcorn bucket. Oh my gosh, that was going to be in my honorable mentions. I'm glad I didn't put it in there. Actually, it is. That was one of my that was one of my favorites. Unreal one. Um, That Cowboys uniform is nasty too. I love that Cowboys uniform. I don't like Cowboys. Nasty uniform. Um, Number four, this one this one's a little bit 
kind of I, I wouldn't even know if I'd say if it's like a cult one like the Lance Stevenson one is, but uh, the Jazz Chisholm Euro step on homers. Oh yeah, when he comes around home, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that one. Steps on a home plate. That's a good one. I'm a big fan of that one. Now these these last three, it's hard for me to pick like an order for me to go in with them, Mm -hmm. but they're all very high on my list. So first, I'll say Marshawn Lynch beast mode. I can't say what he did going into the end zone. Grabbing his area. That like, one where he I jumped was, back on his back. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one? Okay. Because I was laughing because you're like, I can't really do like a demonstration on how it looks because it'll fall flat. And I was like, I really can't do it with this one. Well, <laughs> but, but you say that one and everybody knows it. This exactly. one you don't. It's an iconic celebration for any person that watches soccer nowadays because yeah. everybody does it. If you look at like UK lore of sports right now, everybody's doing UK it. Lore. UK lore. The mandem lore. Yeah. No, but like anybody, if we did this podcast in England, that would be number one on many people's lists. Armchair Athletes England edition. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go back to your list. It's just hard yeah. for me to describe it on audio. So yeah, my first of like the big top three, obviously Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. That was just super iconic. That was a good um, play too, though. And did it twice. Did it once, obviously, at first Beast Mode, and then the second uh, against the Cardinals did it again. Mm. Um, and then my second one, jumping Joe Carter to win the World Series walk-off home run. Obviously. Do you know what that one is? No. Blue Jays. You'll have to. You have to pull it back up. to back. It's like, have you ever seen the album? Co- have you seen the al- Have you seen the album cover for Back to Back yeah, Drake? True. That's the album cover. Jumping Joe Carter. Oh really? Just look. It's Excuse like. Excuse my ignorance. It's I like, will say it's not like a super elegant or anything special celebration. It's the moment. It's the mo- It's like one of the most. It's the moment. In all it's the moment. It's the moment. And then, for my final one, as Will looks that up, I feel like this one's pretty much yeah. a given. The Jose Bautista bat flip against the Rangers 2016 ALDS. That's like, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I know that one. It I will say Canadian it. sports, that's probably top that, three yeah, yeah, that's on anybody's yeah. list. There's a few that I was going to say for more Canadian ones, and I, I will say them in my honorable mentions, yeah, but I that one is probably number It's one. hard to beat, yeah. Because you don't even have to watch it. You can just hear the announcer. Close your eyes and just listen to the announcer, and the you know when from it's coming. Dyson. Yeah. Yeah. It's elite. Swing so, and a drive. Yeah, that one. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so See, good. like anybody that that's knows that knows that. My top five, five. I've got Usain, Usain Bolt Ooh, and his pose that he does. Like, yeah. Yep. That's a good one. one. And yeah. that guy used to clean up too. Like mm-hmm. he used to just win everything. But speaking of Usain Bolt, we're going quick this episode. Man. I was gonna say yeah. At, we're, we might we're setting records out here. We got to keep it going. At four, I just wrote down Golden Tate. I didn't. I, I I thought of so many golden. Tables. There was there was a couple they did with the Seahawks. His best one was probably when he was on the Lions, Lions. though and did like the spinning heel kick the, yeah. into the defender <laughs> as he went into the end zone. So See, that's good. one I don't know how many people would know that one. There was also the that's one so though good. against the Rams where yeah the, the defender selling all the way down the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Um, at three, I've got Patrick Kane heartbreaker. Yeah, good one. Pretty iconic in the hockey world. Um. Believe he had a couple of good ones. Yeah, yeah, he's Kane's like probably one of the top selly guys in the NHL. Him and Ovechkin, I think maybe. Um, actually, I've got a hockey one later, and it doesn't have either of those two. So at two, I've got Terrell Owens signing the football. Yeah, I originally was just gonna put down Terrell Owens, but then Terrell had, had did. No, one, it's good so that you were specific. So I wanted it, yeah. to specify the signing the football. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Like that's such a cocky thing to. And I think did he not hide the sharpie in the in end his, zone too when he? No, that was the phone. That oh, was, that was that the was phone. The guy that held, held the phone under the pad. No, it was in his sock. The it sharpie. Was, oh, yeah. Okay. The Joe still the, to, Joe Horn. Joe Horn. Yeah. To play to play a that game. Guy, 
never heard of him besides that. He was an insanely good receiver in the NFL. Was he? Yes. Never heard of him. To play that, that game play. with a Sharpie in his sock knowing he's going to get a touchdown is That's the true. next level of cockiness, but I love it. I love those celebrations. Uh, number one, Tamu Solani gunning down the glove after setting the rookie goal okay, yeah, record in the NHL with the Winnipeg Jets. Threw up the glove. That's a classic one. It yeah. down. It's probably the top hockey one, I think, by far. There's a couple hockey ones for me, um, but we'll get done to my honorable mentions. Go ahead, yeah, Will. Uh, I kind of ranked mine. It was tough at the yeah. top. I can't rank them. Yeah. yeah, it was tough. Um, at five, I have Baker planting the flag Ooh. in Ohio State. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just a coldest moment. Yeah, that I don't even know if that counts as a celebration or a statement. Both. Both. You know what I mean? Because yeah. was it in a game? It wasn't it was, in a game. It was, it, was after. it was after. Yeah, but. No, no, it's a celebration. Yeah, yeah. It's a celebration. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it's it's such a cold moment that yeah. it's like it's almost not a celebration. Yeah. It's almost like it's a, a moment. Yeah. I will yeah. say, Nick Bosa going back once they were both in the NFL and planting the flag after is also you that was that was two together. At four, I have Carmelo Anthony three to the dome. Oh, that's yeah. another classic because that's one that everybody that's everyone in, knows. That's been in my bag forever. Yeah, yeah. That's just anybody can whip that out too. Yeah, it's iconic because uh, it's just quick. It's quick. The best celebrations that are like player specific ones are the quick ones. Yeah. The ones they do every single time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But they're good. Uh, sorry, I just wrote down a uh, honorable mention that I just thought of. Uh, <laughs> at three, Shooter McGavin blowing the. Oh, that's classic. That's guns. a movie one. We haven't Shooter. had any movie one yet. Oh, I got a couple more for you. That's, oh, that's I didn't even go into winning movies. Winning the top of my board. Didn't even go into movies. Uh, at two. Lightning McQueen, Kachow. Oh, wow. Wow. I love this. Yeah. This is not what I was expecting in the criteria, but I'm liking it. That was a banger that I thought of right before the show. Uh, and at number one, who do you think you are? I, I am bowling moment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's that a, is an elite yeah. one. That's top of the top. That's oh, yeah. like the ultimate like grandpa celebration. Yeah. 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 Do you want me to do my honorable mentions now? Yeah, oh, yeah. sure. Okay. I've already thought of like six more but yeah, I was, i've been writing them down as first one this one's cold aaron Rodgers belt selling yeah. yeah yeah that's good that one's a nasty one um this next one i know you guys are jordan haters but this one anybody knows this one the byron russell cross yeah. behind yeah fist bump oh, against fist cleveland bump. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. fist bump against cleveland was the was that, the one? that one's another good yeah. one too that the one where he's jumping in the air and goes yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. against cleveland first playoff run um third one that i had in here is another basketball one. Kobe Bryant bite the jersey. Oh, I was mm. I had in mind Kobe Bryant like the sh- the shush. That's another one. Thinking, Kobe had a lot of. I was ones. thinking the Kobe one where he goes like that with his jersey. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh the, yeah, that was the um, eighty-one point game too. I think. Uh, I think so. Or no, that was a game winner versus the Suns. I think. Another one. I don't know. Basketball one, easy, cold one, cold. Trey Young. Okay. Ooh, that one's that That's was a nasty yeah. one. When he whips that one out, that one's good. See, I have another cold NBA. I one. know which one you're gonna say right D-Lo, now. Ice yeah, and that was one in my yeah. top of my list too. Yeah. Um another one which I don't know if anybody's gonna have this on their on their list. Um anything Chad Ochocinco was usually I pretty good. Have the Ochocinco salsa, one. the one yeah. where you putted with the with the pylon. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like have, he was yeah. one of those guys that's like he's gonna pull something crazy out yeah. every single every single I, game. Can I just I just want to interject because I was gonna say I had Ocho Cinco and Victor Cruz down both for the salsa. Victor Cruz always whipped out a good salsa. Yeah. Another honorable mention. I hope it's not on here in the list. This is my last one because I don't want to keep just pulling some out. 
Devontae Smith putting on the mask, stealing the presents from the Salvation Army bucket against yeah. Dallas. Yeah. That one was a classic one where they were like had the train of like stealing all the presents. Anything with the Salvation Army. Honestly, bucket. I was yeah, gonna say the, the, the whack-a-mole. I was yeah. thinking of the Cowboys taking out turkey legs this season. Oh, true. Yeah. Like, we all just said a different one. There's so many iconic Yeah, ones. so that one is my favorite because I don't like the Cowboys, so that one's kind of yeah. funny. Okay, but, yeah. uh I was also trying to think of ones from my favorite teams, and there's not a whole lot. Um, Gronk, Spike for me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, Steelers, a lot of the guys weren't, like, San Antonio Holmes did us also the odd time. But again, I could think of – I could think Maybe of – AB when he jumped behind and, like, and hugged bear hugged the, the thing yeah. and scared the – crap out of the <laughs> security guard yeah. i could think of one for montreal would be when carrie price, price and pk, PK suban yeah yeah the low high five again not a lot of people know that one unless you're a canadians fan and you stick around for after the game that one's a classic um yeah i would say those are kind of the biggest ones okay but i'll go through mine because i have quite a few and i think I'm going to check one with Clayton first before I say it, because I feel like he's definitely going to have some of these on there. But I just have any of the 2018-2019 Seahawks wide receiver celebrations. Yeah. Because there are so many. All the one where they're doing, like, the dance like yes. that. That was a good one. There's there's so many good ones I didn't want to just narrow it down, so I figured it should be in the honorable mentions. Um, LeBron with the silencer. Yeah, I had that one, too. See, that one just, like, I didn't want to put it in there because I knew I someone know. was going to have it in their top five. And honestly. I thought for sure someone would have that I, in their I top I didn't five. want to because. It's not my favorite. I also, we, we all narrative. know how I feel about LeBron, so I didn't want to put a LeBron celebration I just didn't want to bring it up because if we want to have a short show, we just don't bring <laughs> Can't up talk LeBron. About LeBron. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I didn't. Th- no, that's a valid celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter who likes him or who doesn't. That's an iconic celebration. Yeah. And whoever's going to say LeBron James' celebration, it's that one. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I didn't want to take away from LeBron fans here. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the the next one, I have the um, Deshaun Jackson walk-off punt, uh, Miracle at the Meadowlands, where it, he didn't even really do a celebration, but just watching him run and look back and run along the sideline, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Dame time. Dame time. Dame time's a classic. One. Didn't even think of that. And then um, I'll, do a, I'll just do a couple more because I have a lot here. The one that I know no one else is going to bring up, is and this might not even this is like uh this is a deep cut right here market king doing the hit them folks with the flag after he got thrown do you guys remember market king yeah he used to play for pittsburgh didn't the he? punter mm-hmm. he was for the raiders did he wait for pittsburgh too i don't know if he maybe did. not i think no he got away from late he, LA, yeah. he was out of the league for a long time but do you guys remember this like at all i don't remember the celebration i remember the kicker i don't remember it that's crazy i figured at least he one had like he had like one of the longest averages for a season then he demanded like a stupid amount of money yeah. for a punter and then nobody picked him up he was hitting he is hit he has you could look at market king celebrations and there will be a handful of them in a compilation mm-hmm. um next up james harden like prime the oh sh- the pot. chef Harden. good one um, and then doesn't do that one anymore. I'm a little bit sad. Yeah, no. true. The and then the last two I'll do. Um, Money Manzel. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was pretty much a gimme. And then finally, man, it's so hard to pick between them. I'll just do one more and I'll say the Edwin Encarnacion, Edwin going oh, around the bases. Okay. You stole one of my honorable mentions. Okay, I got another good good That's football tough. one too, college football one, but I won't. I'll wait after. Go ahead. Just it's a Jameis William, Jameis Winston bite the W. Okay. That's, I guess, technically a pregame celebration. He, yeah, that was he just went up. on the Pardon My Take podcast, and he talks about that. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. So good. Uh, Clayton, I'm guessing you don't have this one, but I'm going to say this right now. As LeBron fans, this is a bit disappointing. Is the chalk toss. That's not, we, that's not a celebration. I talked no. about this with Clayton. Yeah. That's superstition. That and the Ray Lewis yeah. thing are both yeah. because in the they're same like introductions, category. not celebrations. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I just want to make sure. No, that's fair enough. If, if it was, though, it's up there for sure. It would. Listen, if there's a reason for me to talk about LeBron, <laughs> I'm going to take it. So there's you the, know. The Steph Curry, my new favorite oh, yeah. Steph Curry Sleeping. one is the sleep, the like yeah. this, the, the shoulder shimmy. Yeah. Like, he's got there's like so three many. or four. There's so many. We would be here for days. Yeah. Anyways, Clayton, go with your yeah. last song I'll mention because I keep thinking every single like five seconds I think of <laughs> I, I know. There's that another was one as can... you guys were talking, I kept thinking of another and another. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for my honorable mentions, this one just missed the list was the Bruins goalie hug. Bit of a newer one where the two goalies after every win, they oh, yeah. pipe it up and then they give each other a hug. Um, but bit new. I like preferred my other two hockey ones. I didn't want too many from the same sport. The other one, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, Taylor. The messy jersey celebration. That one's a cold one. But again, the only thing with that one, it's been imitated. That's and I don't fair. like that. Because that should be Messi's celebration. Champions League whipped it off, held it up like this. Um, there's a lot of people that did edits where it looks like the jersey just floating because he's that magical that mm. it like made it look like the jersey, jersey was just floating. Good. Clayton, I have another one here for you that Zach has been texting me over and over and over as a Cavs fan. Ovi hot stick. I thought of that as That I one's mentioned. a nasty yeah. one. When he puts a stick down and pretends yeah. the stick is burning. Yeah. Also, no matter what sport, you're, that's, a, that's a cool. Yeah. That's also, a good one. the glass jump happens a lot in hockey. Nobody does it better than Ovechkin. Yeah. Especially, like, if you go back and watch, like, 2008, 2009, Ovechkin do it. I don't you, know you how he did not just snap the glass You don't have to be, a, you don't have to be a hockey fan, but, man, it gets you hyped. It's electric. Mm-hmm. Um, I put this down as a question mark, as in I don't know if it's celebration or not, but Richard Sherman's post-game speech. That is one that I was saying. Yeah, we were saying that's an interview. Yeah, so I don't know if that counts enough. as a celebration. That's it's a cold moment, cold yeah. moment, and we could always make that a never list, is just sports cold moments, yeah. Yeah, and that would be in there. I just don't know if that's a celebration. It's taking place during a celebration, I, honestly, but I don't know if it is a celebration. My next honorable mention, I probably should have put on the list, but I only thought of it as we were talking here is the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer oh, bash. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that is, yeah. Yeah. that's pretty iconic. That's an all-timer. Um, that could be a top fiver. I only thought of one for uh, Golden Knights here, and I, there wasn't really one celebration that gets associated with them, like a specific one, but I put down expressive Mark Stone, for those of you unaware. It's a joke among Knights fans. And I think it's a joke around the league that Stone is very... He can be a bit over the top with his celebrations. Every time he scores, he like goes crazy and then looks around for his teammates to see mm. where they are to give them high fives. His best celebration was probably after the Game 5 overtime winner in 2021 against Colorado when he jumped up in the air and Pacioretty mm. caught him. But I think Pacioretty probably injured himself on that play. So. Uh, I will <laughs> say two more hockey ones that are older. Wayne Gretzky running on the ice. Yep. Theo Fleury, Calgary Flames. Yes. Knee slide all the way along the ice. Have you ever seen that one? Nail was, Yakupov as well. Yeah. I was going to say, I was kind of shocked that you didn't bring up the golden goal for Canada. Just that, anything. The thing with that one is it ha- it's that one's, not it's, a celebration. That's more of a moment. A, yeah. It's yeah. a moment. Okay, so just another moment. Like Crosby also, didn't do anything fancy that no one else has ever done. Yeah. Another one, Bob Yor. Yeah. But again, that was like, he got tripped. So it. He probably would have just skated like normal. Remember when we said we could be here all day? Yep. Um, we could. Yeah, this could have been a whole show. I, b- yeah. I brought up one more thought of for football was Tyreek Hill's peace sign, except the yeah. best peace sign ever was Antoine when Antoine Winfield, Winfield yeah. did it in the Super Bowl to him. Yeah. That, was that was cold. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give my honorable mentions. Uh, I actually have a yet? hockey one, Damn. which uh, Oilers fans doing La Bamba, play La Bamba. Okay. I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does get old being in Alberta and having a million Oilers fans on, like, social media. And so everybody's story is just, play La Bamba. Uh, 
still funny. Especially mm. 16 times in a row until they met. Yes. <laughs> the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It, Play it, Viva it, Las it evened, Vegas, baby. It, it, it evened <laughs> out uh, seeing everybody's story the other day. Okay. Uh, next one, D-Wade hopping up on the score table. After He's done that winner. multiple times. Multiple times. Every level, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Pat Bev did it better. Yeah. He yeah. whipped out on Marquette, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rock the baby, Russell Westbrook. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't have that one, Taylor. That's yeah, that one's, that one's a clean one. Uh, and my last one, 2019 Brooklyn Nets doing anything. True, that All bench. the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Damn, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I was just going to say, uh, the one final one I have left, because it just came to me as I was sitting here, is anytime Cam Chancellor did anything and he would do the Bam Bam Cam yeah. slam the fist yeah. in. I just hit the microphone. I don't know. <laughs> Another cold one is Cam Newton, superhero. That was the one I thought of as or well. The dab. The dab. Or the dab. Or the dab. He made the dab crazy. Yeah. I mean, we didn't say gritty, but that one's kind of overplayed. I was going to say, because you could also say OBJ with the whip. Uh, OBJ yeah. thriller dance was nasty. That's true. You could do a lot that of That one was crazy. Uh, OBJ as just anyone, yeah. he's always crazy. I am putting one in. The OBJ where he, like, I don't even know. He, like, was a dog. Like, he was peeing on the pylon. Yeah. You got that. I have one that I will tell you guys after about someone going on their hands and knees in a, for a sporting celebration. I showed Clayton this the other day at the bar and Will. Okay. Hilarious, but I will not say what the, the matter of it was because <laughs> it's yeah. pretty bad. But. I, I have one of those too. Okay. I'm not going to say it. Um, I think that's we, it. Then. We got to stop. This yeah, because be we could just keep going forever. Yeah. yeah. We're two um, minutes away from the hour. Let's, hour let's and true. Half we dog. cut it off right now. We're below an hour and a half. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's about as long as it takes to do the gauntlet. <laughs> Oh, do you want me to do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Insta- what, was, what were you going to say before, before you lose it? Well, I was actually going to mention our giveaway quickly before it ends. Oh, here. well, that's, that's in the garbage. garbage. Yeah, so go. Instagram, at the Armchair Athletes. Go check out the Instagram. We're giving away two official Armchair Athletes t-shirts. Me and Harold are currently wearing them right now. And I'm feeling mine. And it it's so soft. The material is so good. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want an Armchair Athletes t-shirt, to be completely honest. Um, and then TikTok at Armchair Athletes, Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. It is at Chair Athletes. And Terrell getting some fights with Terrell on that. Yeah, Terrell, Terrell has started to get into arguments on Twitter. If you have an opinion you athletes. disagree with me with, voice it on Twitter and I will respond to you. And then our YouTube at the Armchair Athletes 196. 196. What? That's about as many celebrations as we could have yeah, just had so on that yes. list. What do we want to do for our random list of the week next week? I thought of something. We could do that part two, part three, part four, part five. We I wanted to. Maybe we'll do a future episode of the celebrations, but I think we should at least space it out. Yeah, and no, I just keep doing them for We could do so. one for first down celebrations in football. My, yeah, uh,. Too. Mine that I thought of, let me know what you guys think. This is going to be a tough list for you guys to probably narrow down. Give me your top five favorite athletes. Oh, another one. We'd be here forever. I couldn't do that one just purely because I too many. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to rank them. I, I couldn't know. do that one because I'd only be able to name one athlete, and that's <laughs> not fair to anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then what do you guys have for ideas, alternative? Um... I was going to say we could do, like, favorite sports jerseys of all time. That's – yeah, I agree with that. Because that one you can – you could come up with 10 yeah. yeah, and then whatever. Anyways, about, we would probably talk about We it. could do this. We could do – since it is a Super Bowl, we could do top five favorite Super Bowls ever played. Or and just then, Super Bowl moments. Uh, that also true, yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. So Too bad it's post-Super Bowl, but that still – I think it still counts. I think it would. Mm-hmm. I think – we'll figure it out. We'll come back. Maybe it'll be a bit of a surprise. You top know five favorite Gatorade colors poured <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Mm. Top five favorite amounts of Gatorade poured onto coaches. We could do top five favorite Super Bowl commercials. Mm, also true. 
top five favorite sports. <laughs> top five, general. top five lists. Just, Ooh. Oh, Celebration's geez. definitely up there. We've got yeah. lots of I've, ideas. What I'd like to say, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. That was Because that one was yeah. a good one. Top five favorite sports video games. Top five favorite sports movies. Yeah, we got... There's the a lot lists in the future are endless. And yes. Just and stay tuned for If those. you have any suggestions, feel free to leave them on any of our social media pages. Yeah. yeah. Please do, actually. That'll help us out. Alrighty. We thank you for tuning in. Tune Hour back. and a half show. We hope you guys liked it. Oh. Yeah. A little quicker. Tune back next week. I, I, I did like the hour and a half. I was I fresh at the much, end. Yeah. Keep the energy much. up. I feel like at the end of the last one, where it was two hours 45, I was... Yeah. So I think from now on keep we're gonna try and keep it, keep it as close high as energy. Can. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Thank you for tuning in. Thank uh, you folks. Tune back next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.